I'm Geraldo Rivera. I'm Emily Campagno. And I'm Eric Sean. This is a Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, June 10th, 2020. I'm Trey Yinks. While many of the coronavirus news updates are negative, talking about death and disease, there are small moments of hope that shine through. Being in the ICU was never easy or, or pleasant or, or friendly. In the last years, we fight um, and, and we make a big effort to implement different action things to improve the quality of life of our patients in, in the ICU. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. Numerous countries have yet to reach the peak of their coronavirus outbreaks. The death toll continues to rise and many are rightfully fearing for their lives. Doctors and medical professionals have had to adapt care to calm the nerves of those who have been infected. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Dr. Judith Marin Coral at the Hospital Del Mar in Barcelona, Spain. At least 10 countries saw record one-day increases of COVID-19 cases over the past week, indicating the pandemic is far from over. The United Nations is now warning that world food shortages have nearly 50 million people at risk of extreme poverty. The U.N. Secretary General issued a dire warning yesterday, saying more than 820 million people are hungry amid the pandemic. There is hope, though, through the efforts of organizations like the World Food Program, Bread for the World, The Hunger Project, and others that are working around the clock to get aid to people in all corners of the globe. Now to an update from the World Health Organization. After claiming on Monday that asymptomatic carriers of COVID-19 aren't likely to give others the virus, the WHO updated their comments yesterday, noting that up to 40% of people without symptoms could transmit the disease. It's the latest in a series of missteps by the World Health Organization, this time by the group's infectious disease epidemiologist, Dr. Maria Van Kerkhove. She added that there has been a misunderstanding to her initial comments on Monday and that she was only referring to a set of substudies. Ending today with a piece of good news. According to a new study out of a London university, the extensive lockdowns across Europe saved millions of lives. The research looked at 11 different countries, concluding that 3.2 million people would have died and places like the United Kingdom would have seen 70% of people infected with coronavirus had it not been for the restrictions. The silver lining comes amid efforts by doctors in Europe and around the world to treat patients in a way that helps to ease fears about this global pandemic. Okay, to to take the patients uh, to the beach or this uh, healing world, which is the name that that we use here in our hospital uh, to name these therapeutic activities, are included in a, in a program that is named Humanizing ICU. This is Dr. Judith Marin Coral. She joins us today from Spain. That we have been performing for two years ago. So uh, it's to, to improve the psychological status of, of patients that have been admitted in the ICU for a long time. So it started in our hospital because we and all the scientific community, in fact, realized that the survivors of, uh, of a critical illness presented a, a lot of problems related with mental status or physical disabilities, even for traumatic stress disorder after the ICU stay. And a movement centered in the patient was, was happening then. So uh, in our ICU, we created a, a work group and we started to implement some changes in, in our ICU. Uh, changes like as uh, the open doors that allow patients to be accompanied by uh, their families all the time, uh, 24 hours a day, 
all the early mobilization programs that allow patients to work uh, by the unit, helped by a crane, also they need those um, machines for dressing or putting TVs and work clocks in, in all the rooms or starting with some sessions of music therapy. And um, these uh, healing works were, were included too and, and that are especially in our hospital as you can see in the picture because we are in a really uh, place in, in, the, in the city of Barcelona. I imagine this really helps the healing process for many patients who are going through a number of diseases or illnesses. During this coronavirus pandemic, we saw so many deaths and sicknesses in Spain. Mm-hmm. How did this change the way in which patients experienced their time in the hospital? And what were some moments that stood out to you about these programs that your hospital is doing to make sure the psychological part of healthcare is being taken care of? Yeah, from from a human angle, COVID has been a, a challenge in, in our hospital, in our ICU, and um, in, in all the ways. Um, being in the ICU was never easy or, or pleasant or, or friendly for patients and their families. No? It's, um, uh, it's a place where the patients rest alone with strange sounds, with tubes, with, uh, uh, with machines, with the strangers around talking about, about them. And as I told before, in the last years, we tried um, and, and we made a big effort to implement different actions thinking to improve the quality of life of our patients in, in the ICU and thinking in the after, in the post ICU, the, the comfort and their mood uh, in this program. But uh, coronavirus arrived, uh, arrived to Barcelona, arrived to our hospital, and, and all that program uh, was suddenly stopped and, and in fact we had to take many many steps back in that way uh, patients had to be uh, isolated uh, we had to suspend their relatives visits the communication with the families was by phone and once once a day um, patients couldn't see our faces because the clothes that we had to wear so it was um, a very hard time for all us and of course, our daily practice was was changed. Um, fortunately, two weeks ago, uh, or something like that, after the progressive improvement uh, of the pandemic in, in Catalonia and specifically in, in Barcelona, we started to think about uh, about back to the normal, and we started our program very progressively. But we we restart some parts of the program. Uh, of our humanizing ICU program. And we started to include some patients, um, Avisida, uh, who is uh, the main character of this uh, story and who is uh, the, the main face in, in all that pictures that we have seen these days in the media. What has the response from the families of these patients been? I imagine they're very happy and excited when they see their family member who maybe was in the ICU or very sick actually be able to go outside or interact with uh, watching a show, any of these very small moments, but I imagine they mean a lot to the families. Yeah, it's, it's important for, for all, for all the people that are in that moment, I think. That the patient, obviously, the family, uh, the, the, the health workers, and, and, and even the, the, the people who is working um, for the street, for, uh, for that place. 
Um, as you know, Barcelona is a, is a beautiful Mediterranean city and we uh, at the Hospital del Mar, but in, in fact it means Hospital of the Sea, we have a, a wonderful landscape uh, and it's just crossing one street and it's truly a, a privilege uh, for patients, for the families and, and for us. So we think this is really a, a therapeutic activity in all the hospitals, but sure, um, this landscape uh, makes us uh, uh, different in that in that way. Uh, we can see that in in the stages. It's a moment where they are with their families in front of the sea, um, feeling the sun, the pressure, um, and feeling maybe that they are recovering their lives. It's nice, it's, it's emotional, and we like it uh, so much. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very good uh, moment for, for us. You've been listening to Dr. Judith Marin Coral of the Hospital Del Mar in Barcelona, Spain. We'll be right back. As a doctor, I imagine during a, a pandemic like coronavirus, you're also working a lot to try to ease the fears of these patients because there's a lot of answers that even you as a medical professional don't have because this is such a new, rapidly spreading virus. So how do you do that? How do you explain to patients that they're going to be okay? And how do you make them feel comfortable even if they're extremely sick? Yeah, we, we have, I think, that uh, um, most of the doctors, but maybe in the ICU we are more uh, used to, to explain some critical situations to the patients and to their families. But uh, that's true that was we, with the pandemic we had to explain a lot of things because um, most of the patients uh, were sedated uh, when they arrived to the hospital or when they arrived to the ICU and they didn't leave all the things that were happening outside of, of the hospital and their families had to stay at home because it was um, the, the, the alarm situation of, uh, of the city. And we have to explain a lot of things, you know, when they awake, family was not in the ICU and they were not because they couldn't come to the hospital. So we had to start to explain, um, but we started to implement the, the video calls and it was uh, uh, very, very helpful for, for us to, um, to show uh, to the patient, to his family, and to show the patient to their families that uh, it was a, an important change in our day-by-day. And finally, with uh, this restarting of the program, it has been um, very good news for, for us and a very fresh air uh, also for, for the people who, who work in, in the hospital. And then finally, what has been the most difficult part for you during the treatment of coronavirus? And how do you keep yourself happy and alert amid what can be a very difficult time, I imagine, treating these patients. Yeah, I think that the, the, the most difficult, um, uh, without doubt, was this, um, this human angle, because we are used to work with critical patients. The, the, the problem was to the volume of patients that we had to take care of at the same time. Um, uh, there was too much. Uh, all the people in hospital, all the doctors, uh, we lost our specialties and we started to work like a COVID team. So the, the, the doctors who were more used to work with machines or with ventilators um, take part of, of the specific ICU team. But um, I think that we did our job. We have the abilities and the skills to, 
to treat patients. They were um, a very great uh, job uh, with uh, people who was in charge, um, working in protocols and helping us with uh, the different evidence that was emerging uh, day by day. And the, the most difficult part was this human, this human part, uh, how to um, how to treat with uh, with the feminists, with all that pain, uh, with the distance. Uh, so uh, it was the, the worst part, uh, I think. Well, thank you again, Dr. Judith Marin Corral of the Hospital Del Mar in Barcelona, Spain. Doctor, thank you for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. 